welcome back to another episode of Mystery of the Week. 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 Let's be together. Holy mackerel. You, you're both Bigfoot's children. <laughs> I'm so proud. I didn't know you were like a 14, 15. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll take that. Lay down, pupper. We're recording. Nope, don't get underneath the table. Emma's already under here, and I already don't like that. So I have this new intro that I've been working on. What up, sluts? Okay, no. No? Okay. <laughs> no? What up, <laughs> alien sluts? Oh. Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. On brand. On brand. What up, my mystery crew? I appropriately wore my Rosweller bust shirt. Ooh, looking good on you, too. Represent. Looking good. Welcome back again. Today's episode is all about the alien agendas. Of the aliens in our star systems. So what we decided to do is our first deep dive, which will be a three-parter. And each one, we'll talk about a different station of alien and their agenda. I'm going to be covering the Galactic Federation of Light, where aliens are here to guide and enlighten us. Ooh. And I'm going to be covering the negative alien agenda. Evil. I'm going to be covering the observational aliens. Set forth to help us in our ascension of our spiritual consciousness and our mental well-being. John John drove really deep. (laughs) So I'm going to be doing episode one here. I will start by talking about what the Galactic Federation is. Take it away, Holly. Tell me, Holly, what is the Galactic Federation? So all galaxies have a Galactic Federation, and it's part of the whole called the Universal Federation. So the Milky Way has a federation, uh, whatever the nearest galaxy is, the the Milky Way has federation. They're all over. No boundaries. So each federation is made up of thousands of star nations, and to be included into the Galactic Federation, a civilization has to reach a certain level of evolutionary culture maturity. And it is considered a galactic network of love and light, Hence its full name, the Galactic Federation of Light. Oh. Be prepared to hear a lot of really cool names that you want patches of on your shirt. So um, cultures within the, this federation are aligned to a universal consciousness and a law of one. And it's claimed that Earth is shifting toward this way of awakening, which I kind of question. But I'll leave that to everyone's own interpretation. <laughs> I think I think we are I think we are shifting that way. I just think it's a very slow trail that we're working up to to get there. Yeah, I think as a species we're probably taking longer than most other star nations. Hopefully we'll get there. So, it's probably going to take a long time. That's a that's a very fair assessment. That's very fair. But hey, we're conscious of that. So, there, <laughs> most there's people, hope. Hopefully. Um, but it's claimed that Once we have reached this point of peace on Earth, our planet will be accepted into the Galactic Federation as, ready for another cool name? Earth Star Nation. Oh, God, that's so cool. (laughs) And also that once this is achieved on Earth, there will be a, quote, galactic jubilee, and humans will be able to explore wider realities. Are we all all invited to this galactic jubilee? I can only hope. I mean, if there's a galactic jubilee going on, I hope we can see that. I'm just excited to meet other aliens. I just I just imagine a lot of space fireworks. Ooh, or parades of oh UFOs in the sky. What? That would be insane. Alien candy? Oh, man, I don't know about that. Oh, I, I'll say it. 
It has space worms in it, I bet. Made of crystals. <laughs> you just cut. You just. You just cut your mouth the whole time. <laughs> My mouth wasn't made for this. So you're probably wondering, okay, if we want to get there and see other realities and have this jubilee we're so excited about, how are we going to get there? How are we going to achieve it? Tell me, Howley, how are we going to get there? How, you you want to know? Yeah. You oh, sure you want to know? I really want to know. All right. So in order to achieve this goal for Earth, it is claimed that members of the Galactic Federation are currently here on our planet and throughout our solar system. So they're already here. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get us to where we need to go. In our solar system. So just between the sun and... Pluto, which is still a planet. Is no one's still, taking is that it still away. a planet? Oh. Yes. I say yes forever. I don't know. I thought I thought they had dubbed it not a planet, and then it came back in as a planet. I don't care what they say. Well, well, fucking they. <laughs> I want to believe scientists and what they say because they're smart. Smarter than I am. But, but I grew up in elementary school with Pluto being a planet. <laughs> I grew okay. up in I grew up in el- elementary school, okay? Will this, stop me, will this stop me from achieving enlightenment? Maybe. Will I not get alien candy? Maybe. What Maybe. if that's <laughs> what if that's the thing that's stopping us? <laughs> yeah. Is the fact that so many people want to believe that Pluto's a planet. You fucking ignoramuses. <laughs> and if all this Galactic Federation mumbo jumbo sounds familiar, it's because it's referenced in Star Trek to a degree. He was inspired by this idea by Phyllis V. Schlimmer. Gene Roddenberry, the creator, said the nine principles of communications recorded and published by Phyllis map out the idea and the goals of the Star Trek universe. <laughs> that's that's really cool, though. That is really cool. That's how, that's how he just based the whole show off of. Yeah, because Phyllis, in her public Publishing's references the collective consciousness throughout the solar system and a galactic federation determined to do so. I'm completely on board with the idea of collective consciousness. It all makes a lot of sense. Well, most of everything is at least made up of hydrogen. Hydrogen, I think, is the most common element in the universe. Really? I'm pretty sure. Because most all stars have hydrogen. Hold okay. that thought because I'm going to bring that up. That's okay. very important, actually. Okay, cool. So, in the, within the galactic federation, there's tons of alien species working toward this goal. But what I'm going to cover are the Tau Ceti the Pleiadians, the Arcturians, and the Corridians. Arcturians, octopus. No, but octopi. that would be cool. There are artistic aliens. <laughs> artistic aliens. <laughs> but before I get to that, I do just quickly want to go over the various dimensions and how they work. Okay. So I will mostly cover dimensions zero through eight, as covered in Wilson Van Dusen's just beyond the physical world. Uh, And though it's said that some aliens travel up to 12 or 14 dimensions and that it's speculated spatial and time dimensions could be infinite forever. I couldn't even... What would you even perceive the 100th dimension as? That's just a baby step in infinity. Don't... uh, (laughs) Not even say infinity. I hate the word. Zero to three space are those we as humans are familiar and exist within. Zero space cannot be specified as far as location, size, or shape. An example is a starting point of somewhere which is the big bang Mm. and a series of zero spaces becomes one space which creates a line now four space is the concept of time so within zero to three space there's no existence so once we have time then there's existence so anything from four space and beyond is hyperspace hyperspace So just to quickly reference a series of dots makes a line line stacked makes a space and then we exist within that space through time with plus time. And though the remaining dimensions are not known to us, they are perceived to have still having an effect on our reality. 
we could still be living within them. We're just not aware of what they are. But it is speculated that five space is recalling memories and dreams and also called low level mind. So there are no time parameters because we can jump to different times to remember. And instead of the physical world as a whole, we can pick pieces from it and certain times and relate them as experience, kind of learn from different times in that plane. And then in sixth space, we start to time travel. This is where what you said about how the hydrogen thing, mm -hmm. I think really comes into play here because this is where you can start to generalize and com compartmentalize those experience from five space and thus compare possible universes that start at the same zero space or point and travel from the future or the past within them. So as long as somewhere started at the same zero dimension as us, we can travel back in time within those mm. places. That's just so nutty. It makes my brain hurt. My, I don't have a big boy brain to comprehend all this. I don't have a big boy brain I'm yet. getting trippy, I know, <laughs> but stick with me. <laughs> Skip with me through this trip through time and space. Woo! So seven space creates a better self-reflection and higher understanding. So now we can travel back in time throughout universes with different beginnings. So so if you can't exist in a plane without hydrogen, you could still consciously travel there, no matter what kind of like light or laws of gravity or anything they so you have. So you don't physically have to be there, like you're mentally traveling there. Ethereally, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, my big, <laughs> my big boy brain ain't working. So Got to be real smart to understand this. <laughs> this is how we start discovering new universes. And the last one I'll cover, just because I think it's really cool, and even from here is where it gets even trippier, is the eighth dimension. And this is a plane of understanding all possible past and futures of each dimension stretch infinitely. Could you imagine trying to take in every possible outcome of every of every decision that could have been made? It's it's insane. It's insane, like those actual thought that we could travel. It's, through that it's kind of that idea of every reality exists so you could see every single possibility of every little thing like you're almost forever. a god at i was the thing that's really hard for me to believe is that something can process all well that's because we're only here on three-dimensional world but that's so much information just to imagine how many people are on how many animals butterfly decided to go to this flower instead of that flower butterfly fact you're bringing up ashton kutcher Ooh, <laughs> kutchers but seriously yeah like, that's every the, single that's what living i think about it being would have thousands and thousands of possibilities it not only does Every possibility stretch infinitely. Every single living being has an infinite lot. Well, and that's, yeah, it's way too much for me to take in. <laughs> so that's all I'll cover for dimensions. And now I will tell you about the Chalcetians. Tell me. So they're a member of the Galactic Federation of Light. And they're said to be two types. So there's, they're average about 9 to 12 feet tall, which is crazy. It's huge. Taller than me. How and tall are for you? reference, I am six foot four. Yeah, and I had a tippy toe to hug you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking tall. <laughs> You're a long way up there, Brandon. Long way up there, buddy. You have like birds flying around your head. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two different types. There's one that are said to be like big, fuzzy, bear like creatures that are like bipedal. They walk on two legs, super fucking tall, but look like fuzzy bears. So adorable. So essentially, Bigfoot. Maybe. I mean, oh no. Going to the thought of Bigfoot being a interdimensional being. My dad is... Talsetian? Talsetian. You have Talsetian DNA? I, I guess. 
Ooh, so sexy. Thanks, John. The other no type problem. is said to be tan skin and pointed ears. And I thought this was a really weird input of Roman or crew style haircut. <laughs> very hip. They're very, very hip. In people. with the times. <laughs> I just like the idea of meeting an alien, and the first thing you notice is their hairstyle. <laughs> I can't believe I'm seeing you. Nice haircut. Oh. <laughs> What's the pun name of your barber shop? <laughs> haircut oh places always yeah, use puns. They always do that. I, everyone. Every single one. Uh, so the Setians and the Pleiadians, who I will also cover, um, are in alliance, and their societies have been victimized by... The Greys. Looking at you, Brandon. You're looking at me as if I control them. I don't. I think you're in with them now. Uh, Federated alliances with Umites and Pleiadians have also been established as a defense against reptilian nemesis. Ooh, Brandon, looking at you again. It's not my fault. So the Talsetian's agenda is to expose ET mind control, identifying corrupt light aliens and their institutions. They also are trying to uplift human consciousness to negate ET control and militarism. Well, mm. good thing, because we need it. We They're any help we can get. This goes to the top. To the tip top. They're also known to design some of the most advanced ships in the Galactic Federation for exploration. So their home star system is in Cetus, where present-day scientists have received clear radio signals that are believed to be signals from intelligent life. So they're getting radio signals that seem intelligent. Yeah, let me tell you why. I do want you to tell me why. <laughs> Tell me why, Holly. <laughs> Tell me why. Okay, so the unique thing about these signals is that they have been in six repeated bursts from what looks like the same location. And these are called FRBs, fast radio bursts. And of more than 60 radio bursts detected, this is the only one that's repeated like this. That's so crazy. So these bursts from the Cetus constellation could be anything from stars exploding to ET contact, but the re- the repetition is what leads to the latter. And these bursts only last a millisecond, but carry the same amount of energy as the sun. So much power that comes out of it, though. That as much energy as a star puts off. Because if you think of our sun, our star is is larger in size than most stars in the galaxy. In in our galaxy, our star is actually much larger than I think that we, we, something could put off that much energy is really crazy. Yeah, that is like insane. a rarity. Yeah. So these are just radio signals that are getting pushed out with that much power. That's nuts. So the next one I'll cover is the Pleiadians. Woo! I looked up all these and how to how to say them phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> Adia? So their lifespan is of 3,000 Earth years, and their home star is in the Eye of the Bull in the Taurus constellation. Hmm. It just sounds gnarly. I wrote a little song if you want to hear it. <laughs> I, I, would, I would really like to hear that, please. <laughs> I actually wrote this down, which is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it's the Eye of the Bull, and they're saving humans. <laughs> Masterpiece. Thank you. What a hit. What a hit. It's going to be on the radio any day now. So they're highly evolved humanoids and said to be the next step in our evolution. And their agenda is to help guide human spirituality and enlightenment. And when I was looking up how to say this phonetically, there was this one computer voice video that put it very creepy, very disturbingly, (laughs) and said, quote, they are stimulating our consciousness through the dissemination of information, <laughs> which I can't even handle. Wait, so, it sounds naughty. Yes. <laughs> These are what we're going to evolve into? That's what it said. So are they in the future or 
goes into the play of how they found alien DNA in our DNA. Ah, and okay. that whole thing okay. that maybe they've come and planted their DNA within early humans so that we would one day evolve in. Or our matter's just set up to naturally evolve to this step. I don't know. Not seeing anything yet. I definitely won't live for 3,000 years. I mean, not we're yet. Not, we're not time lords. We haven't had anything, that jubilee so. yet. <laughs> Die and then re- regenerate into a new person. So I thought this was really interesting, and it said the Cherokee legend states that they originated from Pleiadians and came to Earth as star seeds of light and all. And from that, they're not saying alien DNA. They're saying they came here, they started as star seed planted on Earth. So they're weird. guiders as well. That's weird. Uh, they are from the fifth dimensional frequency that is of love and creativity, and also known as a goddess society who highly about. Eval- uh, value family, children, and women. Very good with that love. Agree, agree, agree. So exoscientists dedicated the science and study of extrasolar planets claim Pleiadians have been visiting Earth for over 79,000 years. Believe it. Older than my uncle. That is older than your people. Wow, really? He's younger. Oh. Your gra- if your grandpa hooked up with her, he'd be robbing the cradle. By, by a couple thousand years. <laughs> a couple thousand years. So Pleiadians used Earth oceans for operations, and I thought this was a really deep quote. Deep because of the oceans? Yes. <laughs> got me. So, quote, Pleiadians have attempted to share with us the benefits of their experience so that we don't experience the same kind of setbacks and possible destruction they have. But at the present... Not enough people on Earth are listening. Listen up, sheeple. Listen up. <laughs> yeah, and I was blowing your fucking mind. <laughs> you're, you're blowing my mind all over again. Okay, okay. I'm really setting it in now. <laughs> I like how you're like really setting it in. Wasn't that, I'm on, a, shove it up wasn't your that head. on a Mad TV skit where she'd be like, "Yes," like every time <laughs> yes. she talks, she'd be like kicking the air. <laughs> it was probably where that's coming from. <laughs> Mad TV is really embedded in my child brain. All right, so now we're on to the Arcturians. Woohoo! I like the Arcturians. They have a lifespan a little bit shorter at a thousand Earth years. And their home galaxy is about 36 light years from our solar system in the Boots constellation. These boots boots were made for. (laughs) Yeah, these boots were made for solar exploration. (laughs) I'm really going to kick off a career with an album of just remade alien-themed songs. You got the Eye of the You can do it, too. You got no, these I'm... boots are made for Constellation. Walk me. <laughs> <laughs> Working to this beep-boop, beep-boop songs. Constant no, no. beeps. Beep-bop. Beep-bop. That hits my heart much harder. Tugs on my heartstrings. So they are a mysterious race of light-emitting beings. And they are such powerful beings that they have surpassed the fourth and fifth dimensions into an etheric state, been able to choose when to manifest into third dimensions and become physical manifestations. They can just choose when to pop up. Yep, they can be hovering over you. Now know it. But they only have a lifespan of a thousand years. Mm-hmm. How does a being their abilities that? versus their lifespan doesn't mean shit? Because they might just be like stars and just kind of like bring out you know i've been watching so much ufo hunters here lately i'm going fucking insane from it but they were saying that aliens have crafted a way to essentially go stealth at any time so people report seeing ships up in the sky and then out of nowhere the ships just disappear they have like a light that's shining in the sky and then they just immediately disappear and they're saying because of the reverse engineering of crashed alien 
spacecraft. That's the reason we have stealth fighter planes now, because they have a stealth system that will make them go blank. They recently made a tank completely disappear, what? projecting a different image onto the foreground. Humans the have? Yeah. What? Are like mirrors or light effect? Light light effect. Crazy Dude. cool. Which Active plays in camouflage. Which plays in this whole fucking bent light reality. Ooh, you need a dimension. So, oh, they're just they perfected it. That's insane. Yeah. It's oh all re- reverse God. reverse engineering of alien technologies. It's, that brings it's really cool. That brings into question though us going into more dimensions and exploring more realities. But if we're going to use it for good or bad, yeah, which because right, right now we're using it for war. A little more with the NAA. <clears throat> Get ready. So, the Arcturians are known for their power of healing and guidance through their mastery of the conscious mind, and they're known as one of the most advanced alien civilizations. They're almost like a like a godlike species. I wonder. I wonder yeah, what. I wonder what dimension they inhabit. It said mostly the fourth and fifth as ethereal beings. So the beings where they can shift in of like memory. They can choose to be physical or just conscious. Their agenda is to bring conscious evolution to humans on Earth and invest many of their resources to defend Earth from reptilians and gray aliens. Fuck you, grays. Fuck you, reptiles. We're all just trying to live. (laughs) Don't defend We're all just trying to live, man. See, I told you they were indoctrinating you. Ah, they're getting out of my head. This is another thing that I think makes them some of the most advanced alien civilizations is their ships are powered by crystals that conduct light energy from the sun to be powered, which I think is also what gives them the power to be able to travel so far and reach us in ways we can't. Where are they getting these light crystals at? Home. <laughs> home. Craig, Craigslist. I brought Craigslist. this from home. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I've i been telling, and this is something I have discussions with a lot, why haven't humans been dabbling more in solar powered here's the thing about solar power is it's very strong it can pick up uv rays even when it's cloudy and not only that it harvests power and retains power for when there's not enough sun so i think it's kind of like that but their crystals are so powerful it can harvest that energy for longer periods of time before being recharged around another source whereas our technology is not to that wasn't there someone that said that all those people in Illinois really hate the fact that uh, it gets cloudy because they can't they can't harness the solar solar energy <laughs> because it's too cloudy? It's not even that cloudy <laughs> here. I don't get that. It's like that that are that are like Washington or something. Wish wish you would have invested in a different power plant. Man, <laughs> then, you don't know how solar works. You know, Kansas must just be out of luck whenever the wind stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Out of luck, man. You must not understand how sunscreen works. <laughs> still swear that on a cloudy day. You still get UV rays through fucking clouds. Sometimes more because it refracts light. So go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Wind burns, cloud burns. Cloud burns. Sun burns. It kind of reminds me of that of James and the Giant Peach when those really shitty ants are outside sunbathing and it's just like a shit cloudy day and everything, <laughs> all the plants are dead and they're just like, Take it in, baby. <laughs> All right. So you might be wondering, well, how how do they get humans onto their ships and communicate with us? How do they how do they get how do they do it? Yeah. onto the ships I and communicate with asking. us, Holly. Well, they bring souls onto their starships during the dream state, where they assist humans in entering the fourth and fifth dimensions and raising 
vibration frequency, which I honestly can't elaborate on. So Sounds can, cool. Wait, dream states as if we're sleeping? Yeah, yeah. Through our, so through our consciousness. They won't physically bring you onto their ships, but they'll bring you consciously through your dreams and try to guide you that way. What if they're the whole reasons why we have dreams? Sleep paralysis. Because that's one thing the scientists still have not figured out why we dream aliens. For sure. Makes sense. It's probably a code inside of our DNA because we are the children of aliens. I mean, we've already talked about aliens that are our next stage of evolution. I mean, we are just the lower lower life form. Mm-hmm. What do you guys? Oh, think? they prom- uh, promote. Mm-hmm. Yep. Blah, say it, blah, blah, say blah, it out loud. Blah. Say it out loud, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry again. So they primarily reside on Earth inside mountains when manifest when manifested as physical beings, and they have had a difficult time enlightening humans since the government has been known to make deals with the Greys and thus focusing on military technology over spiritual enlightenment. Thanks to the government. <laughs> and Greys, looking at you, Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> it's not their fault. <laughs> that we're so weak. <laughs> That's, that is a fair, it's a fair argument. Yeah, I'll give you that. So last, I will cover... The Caridians. Caridians. I love these. I know, they're so cool. It beats humans. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I can I take a shot? Do they come from the Caridian constellation? No. Oh, shit. All, oh, all the others came from something that was, like, named after them. But I'll tell you why. But first, back on the human name thing, there's probably an alien race out there with a really badass name of the podcast that's covering humans. <laughs> so they're like, Humans, this dumb basic this name. Very dull species. <laughs> Could you imagine alien podcast? That's like a transmission we would get one day. <laughs> it's just a really popular group of aliens that get together and just talk about humans. They probably They're don't, hilarious. They probably don't even have to like log into anything. It's just logging in to their mind. Yeah, they just think it and then transmit it to everyone's mind. It's neural net. Their view, neural ca- net. Their neural view net. count is through the roof. <laughs> All right, so the Caridians are a child race of the Arcturians, and their home star system is 4,000 light years from our planet and also in the Boots constellation. Kitty, The kitty cat constellation. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cat named Boots. For <laughs> star walking. <laughs> That's just what they'll do. <laughs> Star walk all over you. you. Ooh, look at you Ooh. guys. I'm going to bring you on as guest, my LP. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say that you made an, a new podcast without us. <laughs> yes, I just remake and sing little ditties. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is uh, Boots are made for co- Constellation Walking. <laughs> One and a two and a three. And, and a... then I just bust out with awesome voice confidence. <laughs> lovable person that would be if they had a podcast. <laughs> right, and we're doing it again here. Uh, <laughs> these boots are made for constellation walking. All over you. All over you. Alright, so the Caridians claim alliance with Arcturians as part of a massive collective alliance and avoiding wars unless related to direct self-defense. Like sword. They're they're close contact self-defense weapons. I just got shivved! Ah! (laughs) Do you imagine if aliens being so intelligent, they only use, like, hand-to-hand combat weapons? They don't have anything as far as... Ooh, they just have, like, they manifest mind arms and punch people with their mind. (laughs) Their mind. 
You didn't move anything. They just use very heavy intellectual thoughts to make your head hurt. <laughs> so whoever ends up being the most intelligent. Their warfare is a spelling bee. <laughs> oh man, I'd lose. Your nose your nose just your 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 nose just starts bleeding. <laughs> as, as, as you're as you're thinking about these these questions they ask you mentally. <laughs> <laughs> Human and Caridian contact has started with Robert Renowned, who claims to be a major contactee of the Caridians. And Robert says they have a large underground facility in where Massachusetts. <laughs> Does Robert live in Massachusetts? Is this you know, just happened to, to be? Wonder. This happens to be very con- convenient for him. Out of all places, my home's in Massachusetts. That's where my heart is. <laughs> He's got a little tattoo that says Massachusetts, where their home is. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert claims he was contacted in 1961 by the Curdians via his radio. Uh, his case was investigated by several researchers and convinced Robert is a credible first-hand witness. Investigators Gabriel Green and Wendell Stevens investigated Robert's claims and compiled the Terracore files. Terracore. That sounds so fucking gnarly. Which you can look up and at your own will decide to go through all of them because they're years kept of his interactions in a very passionate way. <laughs> I will say it like Robert's that. Robert's a fucking pervert. So Robert said his first contact was in July of 1961 and he suddenly heard a high-pitched beep, beep, beep. He thought it was annoying. Was it like, his microwave? potatoes are done fucking science oven (laughs) he thought it was annoying and he tried to turn it down but to no avail and the beeping was then replaced with a soft feminine voice saying Bob we'd like to stay on this frequency a while Bob said I'd like you to stay on this frequency for a while too baby (laughs) are we taking our clothes off now (laughs) he's like I I, I already undressed I already started (laughs) pants off baby (laughs) they continued with Bob, my associates and I have spent long hours deliberating this contact. We have decided it would be at our advantage if we carried out our plans. So as a result of this, I am now speaking to you with the first of what we will hope be a long series of fruitful ventures into the world of knowledge. So basically, you're my girlfriend now, right? (laughs) Why Bob? He's like, why? so you, are you free Friday? <laughs> why Bob? Why somebody with such an original name? Why couldn't it have been somebody like Einstein? That might be the reason why, though. Incognito. No. They no. need to be smart about this. They need to have a cool-ass name. Like, somebody <laughs> other than, hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. They're like, Einstein's doing fine in the zone. Let's reach out <laughs> to this Bob guy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation goes on with explaining he is the first one they have vocally contacted before only they contacted humans telepathically. And then they say, quote, Some of your people have had some telepathic abilities, but your society intolerance has branded them lunatics or harmless screwballs to use the term common among your daily speech. Because they are screwballs. These fucking screwballs over here. Fucking fuck them, huh? Peridians explain that they're interested helping gain happiness for mankind, but nuclear war threatens that, and they hope seeing their flying crafts in the sky would have humans considered we were not alone, but met with unforeseen skepticism. They thought better of us. We let them down. (laughs) That's kind of a it's kind of a trait of of ours. Yeah, we're, we're really good at letting people down. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. My dog, cat, the hamster. I had. I in let you school. down. Oh. I didn't mean to flush you down the toilet. I thought you were already dead. <laughs> Squirt, <laughs> like swimming, squirt, swimming for its life. <laughs> like, flush that toilet. See you later. 
He's dead so <laughs> He's dead so what a real what a real like plumbing problem to have. <laughs> you have you have a, a, a live hamster clearly for its life in your toilet drains. Okay, I can't think about that. That just is <laughs> that's so sad. Only John would think that's funny. Because <laughs> even then you're really letting letting down your your, your hamster. Your plumber. <laughs> and, and your plumber. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like someone in customer service. <laughs> you really let let me down here, Jeff. They end this first contact with va i lus in no si uner, meaning go in light till next we meet. How did Bob know that that's what they meant? Well, he goes on to hang out with them for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> he might have just jot that down real quick. He, he maybe jotted down wrong, but he jotted well, down. Said, <laughs> but what they really said was, go fuck off, Robert. You're a disappointment. <laughs> You're a real fucking... Stop jerking off, Robert. <laughs> no, I will not date you. This is this is not why we contacted you. <laughs> Again, you are my gr- girlfriend now, right? <laughs> the contact between the Caridians and Robert Renan continued and ended between 1966 to 1967, when he claims they began taking him on trips to the moon. Fucking sexy. Again, why 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 somebody with the name Bob? Why does he get to go to the moon? Brandon, are you jealous? I am. <laughs> I want to go to the moon. Don't we all? You're about to get real jealous here in a second. So his last contact was July 1967 on their second trip to the moon, where they said their goodbyes. He flew the ship himself with their guidance and cruised around the moon for quite some time. Oh, eight. A while. <laughs> this, this last entry is a three-parter. It goes on, and it's mostly just him cruising the moon and hooking up and making love to an alien. Bob's a fucking girlfriend. pervert. This whole this whole thing is him writing a romance a romance novel about aliens. Oh, it really is. <laughs> it really is. I questioned it by this part. So he he explains his love affair with one of their ethereal beings named Astra, and they're intimate on quite a few occasions within this one trip. And from what I can gather, it was a little confusing about what the point of this was. Uh, Robert was then brought into an astral plane with them, I believe. But he just real quick hopped back to AOL dial-up and <laughs> jotted this down for the Everybody researchers. must know! Yes. So, we're not going to ask the question if they have uh, the same reproductive organs as we do? Maybe it's all in the mind. It was all in the mind. You sit he there and you close your them. eyes and- I just mind mind cummed inside of you. (laughs) Seriously, at one point, he's like, I walked back in the room and my hair was a little shuffled and I had to straighten my pants and they all knew and kind of smirked. (laughs) I was like, Robert. They're like, these guys fucked. I mean, if they all can communicate through your mind, then I'm sure they were all just listening in. As soon as he walked out, they were already just like giving him a high five, just like, hey, Bob. They're all job, perverts. Bob's, Bob's really laying that So what you're saying is pipe. they had an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's someone else that claims that he had met and fell in love with the Caridian and is also a descendant of one of them. This one's for you, John. Huh? <laughs> David Lieb Hart. No! <laughs> <laughs> Some of you may be very familiar with David Lieb Hart. <laughs> From Tim and Eric. I fucking love David Levar. <laughs> and before Tim and Eric and throughout, he also had a ventriloquist dummy show on public access television teaching and singing songs about Christian science. <laughs> so I have 
So I guess what I'm taking away from this version of this version of aliens, the the Caridians, is they really like weirdos and perverts. They're very <laughs> sexually active, apparently. Now the mind orgy thing that might be going crossing a line. Yeah, well, I want I want everybody to go over to our in- Instagram page and look at a picture of David Lee Part and tell me and tell me this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Instagram, I'll definitely post him and his ventriloquist dummy doing this segment about the Caridians. But he claims he was approached by a Caridian that looked like a famous model in the 50s. Betty Page was a pinup model. No way. What if Betty Page was just a Caridian the whole time, though? Well, I, I looked at pictures of her, and based on this explanation, she herself is not. He said that she he knew that she was an extraterrestrial because when she took off her shoe, her big toe was in the middle, and when she took <laughs> off her sunglasses, <laughs> she had no pupils. Okay, so you're telling me they fucked Bob this whole time. <laughs> Couldn't get down the whole, the whole all right, big toe's at the... At the for- forefront here of, of the whole foot system. Are you telling me when you have sex, you really pay attention to toes? <laughs> I'm just saying they were they were talking to this guy over the radio. They made it a mission of theirs to find out everything about him, and they can't get the toe placement right. <laughs> they're like, Wait. they're like, they're like, yeah, she had a dick on her forehead. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> wrong place. <laughs> You can really say that he's a dickhead. Common, <laughs> common, common, mi- common mistake here. The thing about this is he tells this entire story through one of his puppets that's mimicked to look like him. You can you can see him with the puppet on the table, and then there's like a bag suitcase next to the puppet, which you can kind of see the top of his head peeking out on. <laughs> And then there's another guy sitting next to the table all the time with an acoustic guitar and one of those raccoon hats. (laughs) (laughs) You can't take anybody seriously in a raccoon hat. No. Those always come from one of those weird gift shops. <laughs> hey, people took people took Paul Bunyan seriously for years. He wore a raccoon hat? I'm sure he did. I think we looked a different Paul <laughs> <laughs> He then proceeds to have a song he wrote about his about this species called The Caridian Hong. And oh it's my God. also performed and sang by the puppet. That's so messy. Oh. All right, so I'll sign out on here with a little clip so everyone can hear. The great and next Grammy winning Caridian Honk. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'll start pouring doors. They do things differently. They communicate telepathically. Mysteries in the news. Well, that's new. What could it be? 
We can hear it. Oz, play. All right, we got Johnny Boy on the news. All right, so for my news story, this takes place in Nambia. In Nambia, a stunned security guard at a local landfill over the weekend was stunned when a couple came and started dropping off all of their furniture. Yes, all of their furniture, including most of their kitchen. They dropped off their stove. They dropped off their fridge. Uh, when when asking the couple why they were dropping off all these things, the actual answer to it was, wait for it, it was all demonically possessed. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the couch, when they sit on it, would move its arms and hug them and no. not let them go? No, actually, the couch, whenever they would lay on it, the wife would get uh, demonic visions. Whoa. Every time she laid down on it. She got demonic visions. Now, they were talking with the local authorities there, and the local authorities said, I mean, anybody can drop off stuff that they feel is demonic. You know, if you if you want to throw it away, you can throw it away. They're like, it's in the claws right here. Demonic furniture? Yes, we accept. Toss it out. <laughs> I want that, please. Yeah, we would be over there just scooping up all that furniture. The couple went so far as to smash the TV and were even about to set the entire collection on fire when police arrived to investigate the weird commotion. They were serious. <laughs> they were empathetic about the decision to dump all their black furniture. Uh, Wait, is black furniture figurative or literally? No, literal everything that was black in their house, they got they got rid of. That was the only stuff getting demonically possessed. That was the only thing getting possessed. Was, wow. Was black furniture and, and appliances. Wow. Uh, now, the couple were... Claiming that all of their furniture had some kind of spirit, spiritual power. Empathetic to the decision to dump all of their black furniture, authorities confiscated the items and brought them to the place to the police station for safekeeping in case the couple had a change of heart. Very considerate of them. It's very considerate. Well, just in case you guys realize that you're insane, you can have all this stuff back. It, it, it's it'll almost be like they're you. reacting like this has happened before. Is the weird But thing? they did express uh, concern. That before you know it, it will be people they will be getting rid of, claiming that they have demons. They hope that it doesn't drop to just such drastic measures. They think the couple will start killing people, claiming that they're the possessed? They're worried that it could happen. Oh my god! Because of how how drastic they're already being in this in this state of mind. It's like a... Manic. Yeah, it's this like manic cult of thought within, within this couple here. Um, Is it a manic Monday or... <laughs> <laughs> But it's they... a manic satanic Monday. <laughs> Add that to the charts. It's very, it's very on on <clears throat> brand, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> but they they ended the story with a with a very hearty quote. Uh, literally, the couple got rid of everything but the kitchen sink. Ooh, <laughs> I just thought I just thought that was a really funny. Story. That would be horrifying. Kind of insane. You can you can see here like the pictures like. Yeah, that definitely looks like furniture that would have demons in it. That is some creepy-ass looking furniture. It's leather with weird metal designs. Of yeah, like I was going to say, it almost looks front. like the chair has a face in it. And it's yeah. very upset. I would probably think my furniture was possessed too if I filled my house with that kind of decor. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is pretty creepy, but... I don't know. I just feel like I feel like you spent a decent amount of money. Why don't you we bought, sell it? We bought a sectional... And I wouldn't be throwing away my sexual. Because then they will give it to people who would then be possessed, and then they'll just seek them out and kill them. That's what the police are afraid of. That's what they're afraid I of. I think, though, if they were getting rid of it and I started sleeping on that, I'd be just fine. Just saying. 
as any lovely demons or you're impenetrable by demons. Well, the thing is, is that I'm Don't get penetrated in, by demons. I'm already in coherence with the reptilian. I mean, You've I have already nothing been to penetrated. I have nothing. Brandon's already been penetrated by the evil guys. I've already been penetrated by the lizards. <laughs> um, my butthole has been really, really <laughs> tender lately. So. It's gaping right now. <laughs> Between the ghost poops and my toilets, the way my butthole's feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to see reference photos for our news stories, like this creepy-ass furniture or anything else with the episode, go to Instagram or Facebook at Mystery of the Week. And also check us out on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you have any questions or updates or input or a cool story, give us an email at mysteryoftheweekpodcast at gmail.com. We love you so much. Until we see you again, go into the light. Or into the sun. Or, yeah, definitely in, into the sun. Or that black hole they just found. Ooh! Oh. Later days! Bye, guys! <laughs> I love you. <laughs>